0: what is up guys so before we start the show today i want to take a little bit of time to tell you about something i hold very near and dear to my heart and that is social x social x is a community of entrepreneurs working together to make a positive impact on the world scale their businesses make more money and build their networks with like-minded individuals they teach entrepreneurs how to go from zero to six figures and their weekly mastermind calls feature top business moguls and entrepreneurs from various industries they have online courses They have amazing entrepreneur events all over the country and much, much more. Now, if you're interested in learning more about Social X, go ahead and go to socialxmastermind.com and uh, let them know you came from this podcast. And, you know, I really genuinely believe you should join this mastermind because honestly, without it, this podcast would not exist. So go ahead, come join me within the Social X Mastermind. Let's go ahead and get on with the show. Welcome to the Young Healthy and Wealthy Show, where we speak with elite individuals and top performers and seeing what it takes to stay healthy and get wealthy. Are you ready to be elite? Are you ready to be part of the 1%? Well then, without further ado, let's get it. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Young Healthy and Wealthy Show. I'm your host, Chase Henderfit, and today we have a boss lady on the show. Oh my God, the amount of energy and drive this girl has is insane. You'll definitely be motivated after this one. She is the founder of Empower Tribe. She is the host of Power Talk, and you, I mean, like I said, you'll be amazed by how much she's already overcome in her life and how she is using her voice to make a difference and empower so many people. She truly believes it's not how you start, it's how you finish. Please help me welcome Nani Bernal. Nani, how you doing today?
1: I'm great, man. How you doing? How you living? How you being? Like okay. I always say, I'm glad to be here. I'm excited. I already love the energy. We're going to get going.
0: Oh, absolutely. Let's make it happen. So for those of you who do not know who you are, Nani, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little about you know, a little bit about who you are, but what really got you where, where you are today? Because you have an incredible story. I mean, incredible.
1: Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Wait, so you're telling me the listeners don't know who I am? No, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So my name's Nani. Well, my actual name's Azahani, but everybody knows me as Nani. Um, I am the founder of Empower. Empower is an accountability group. I started this group just initially because I wanted to create a community. Um, I just left GrowthCon. I was in the ambassador group, and I fell in love with masterminding, and I fell in love with just the concept of collaboration. You know, as an entrepreneur, I feel like you go through phases where you're like, I could do this by myself. I'm doing it by myself. Now I want to be a leader. Now I want to do teamwork. And then, like, you get to learning more and more. And once I found that group, I fell in love with it. Um, prior to that, I was a business owner of a moving brokerage. I just wasn't happy. Uh, got screwed over by my partner, um, had to build my business from the ground up. And when I got to the end of it, I just didn't want to do it no more. Um, I think a real basis of my story is that I've turned a lot of my messes into my mission. Um, I haven't always had a, you know, good head on my shoulders. I would say that I wasn't a bad person. I just had really bad habits and I was really lost. Um, At the age of 12, the worst thing that can happen to somebody happened. I lost three people, um, not just due to death, but just in life in general. Um, My dad and my mom, they got a divorce. Uh, The reasoning is my dad had a child with a sister. Um, Crazy, I know. Uh, Right there, my heart broke, you know, my Superman, someone that I look up to, someone that I love, my family, where I'm like, what the fuck? Like, imagine being 12 years old, dude, and like, just thinking like, man, like, everything's a lie like my dad's not who i really think he is my family is not who i thought they were and man my poor mom man my poor mom and that same year i felt like i lost my mom because i saw the strongest person i know break like literally the strongest woman i know break and then i lost my best friend got shot in front of me um due to me doing something bad i was selling drugs um i thought that i could you know take this world on my own and i thought that i had to do the worst things to get the right things um, when that happened with my parents a lot changed for us and I took a lot of burdens on I didn't take a lot of good things on I took burdens on that weren't mine uh, And I will say that I'm a big fault for a lot of the wrongdoing that I had taking my uh, messes and making it make me a mess uh, Filling myself up with voids looking for fixes, but they were short term high school Hard-headed kid hard not <laughs> getting it in, in trouble all the time Only thing I had going for me was soccer. I was uh, number three in the state of Florida for right midfield um and i was about to go yeah and i was about to go to the junior olympics i played since i was four years old dude uh travel team high school team Uh, i was freaking killer and when this is all happening for me i'm like you know what all i got is this all i got is soccer all i got is soccer um the game that i have a college scout watching me the scout for to pick me to go to the junior olympics in columbia my coach and like my dad in the stands was this same day that for my high school team a little. Bullshit game, like little game that I shouldn't have even been playing in because I had big opportunities going. Um, I I, I busted my knee, tore my ACL. um, Girl did a dirty move on me and tore my knee up. Uh, From there, lost, obviously, my scholarships. And then right there, I was like, all right, I got nothing. Like, poor me. Why me? And I lived that story out. um, Got into the wrong things. Opened up doors, like I always say, but they were jail sales. I uh, dropped out of high school. So now I'm a delinquent, dropout. I'm getting in and out of uh, trouble. I'm doing drugs. I'm selling drugs. I lived up to all my titles. And then I realized, okay, I'm pregnant too. So now I'm a mom. I'm a dropout. I'm a delinquent. Like literally, I'm everything now, living to everyone's titles. And I realized, man, I need a change. I need a shift. Um, I stopped everything and I started working. Didn't really like it. Worked that out back. Sucked. Um, I got fired from it. I get fired and I get this great opportunity to work in a call center. And that's really where everything changed for me. Um, I got mentored by the owners and I started there, had no experience with sales besides what I was doing outside of work. Um, And I wouldn't say that's legal. (laughs) So I had no idea of it, but I always had heart. And I always was the best one in the room. You couldn't put me somewhere and I wouldn't say I was going to be great because I was always great. I just was freaking lost and hurt, man. And I had no direction. Um, I work at this call center with seven of us and I was the only girl on the floor. I ended up falling in love with over the phone sales, falling in love with the business was the first time I felt like I had some significance to me. Um, getting called ma'am, having files, having my own little cubicle, coffee, I don't even drink it, just pouring it because I felt <laughs> important. You know, it was just something of like, dang, I got some respect on my name. And I fell in love with it and I took it seriously. I worked for them for five years and within those five years I became a manager. I was the top rep every single year. Um, all the reps that were on the floor we went from 7 to 50 reps all the reps on the floor were trained and hired by me um, I came up with the sales scripts the trainings. I just really took hold of it um, We started up a moving business and that endeavor went wrong, too I didn't sign an agreement and they kind of took advantage of the fact that I was loyal to them I helped them build up 2 seven-figure moving companies My systems my trainings and they promised me a percentage of the business when it came around They told me they only said that to work harder um that sucked and that led me on the road of my entrepreneurship man where i just started you know messing with whatever worked for me and i made money i lost money and then i realized that i got no purpose to what i'm doing because there's no passion behind it so i went full force with starting my brand in power because i know that there's individuals like me that just needed an extra push and that disqualifies themselves because they got messes but the people with the biggest messes have the biggest missions
0: Big time. That's so huge. Cause I remember you talking and speaking at disrupt and that, 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 I guess, uh, saying right there is like, you turn your mess into your mission. That's huge. That is yeah. massive. Cause you know, a lot of people, they think that, you know, life, throw, I actually had a post about this the other day, like throughout life deals you a bad hand or, you know, it throws wrenches in your plans, but it, it at the end of the day, what are you going to do about it? You know, yep. you can either, you can be a victim or you can be a victor. It's one or the other.
1: Yep. And I always choose to be a victor. And you know, a a big thing is that I was a victim for so long in my head. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that people that feel like victims, right. They feel like they can't get out of it because they have their self locked up in their own jail cells of what they think they are. You know what I mean? And I I really had to shake that off of me. Of like, you're not a loser. You're not, you know, a bad person. You're just, you're going to make it, you know, this isn't just you forever. And that's where mentorship really came into me because I started really looking into people, honing into people, you know, looking for motivation seeing that, wow, like there are people that are just like me that have messes and, and they turned it into missions and man, that's going to be me, man, that's going to be me, you know?
0: Yeah, hundred percent. So what are some of those like steps that you, t- that you took in the beginning to really make your messes into your mission? Because, you know, I haven't been, you know, as I haven't had the messes that you've had, I've had my own messes. And even then, like, it's hard to get out of those messes where you, like you said, you your mind has kind of programmed itself to stay in that cage. And it's yeah. really hard to push out of that cage. What are some of those steps that you kind of took to really start pushing forward and make that mess your mission?
1: So I would call it the five C's. Um, so every season of my life, I always say requires a different version of myself. Uh, most people are looking for one definition of success. I believe success comes in different seasons, reasons, and you're gonna hone up to it once you realize that. If you keep chasing one definition of success, guess what? You're going to be chasing one goal. And when that one thing doesn't happen, you're done. And I really believe that the five C's that I live by are something that most people need to live by. Um, Every phase in my life, I had to get conscious with where I was at. So that's the first C, consciousness. Where am I? Who am I? What am I doing? Am I even happy? Like, is this serving me? Is this Benefiting me am I doing this just for ego or am I really doing this because I want to do it Am I doing this because I need to do it or is it a desire to do it? So I'm a firm believer of powerful questions because powerful questions saved my life, you know powerful questions Made me change who I was so I got conscious of who I am and like really getting conscious and I always say like if you're not in a good place financially, but you're in a good job, but you're just not making money, say it, you're in a relationship, you love the person, but it's just not working out right now, because you're not happy with you, say it, you're having a tassel with your health, you, you want to look good, but the burger tastes really good, say it, you know, like, it's just being honest, like, where am I, like, am I, do I got a lot of money, but I'm just not happy, so, like, get conscious, and once you get conscious, have confession, and when I say confession, it's like, being real with yourself because there's one thing to be conscious like oh yeah I know this is happening this is happening but like it's another thing to say hey this is happening to me this is happening because of me this is why this is happening so Mm -hmm. like confession you know be honest because once you're truthful to yourself then you're gonna be truthful to everybody once you love yourself then you can love everybody once you once you respect yourself thyself then you can be better for everyone and Confession is a real big thing. They say the truth hurts and it's because it it fucking does. Like being honest with yourself is a shitty situation. Not being happy, it sucks, but the best part is now you're honest and now you're free. So consciousness, confession, and now what do you have when you're honest and you know where you're at and and you're confessing to yourself and you know you need to change, you have clarity. So I took myself through consciousness, I took myself through confession and now I took myself through clarity where, okay, I'm clear on who I am I'm clear on where I'm at. So like, let's get clear on where I wanna go. Let's get clear on how I can get there. Let's get clear on the commitments that I wanna make to myself so I could get better, you know? Now I have clarity, what happens? Now I can make better commitments. Um, So I took myself through the commitments that I really wanted to do that I wasn't committing to. Once you have commitments, now you have consistency because most people think that all four of those C's are important. The most important one is the consistency part, right? Because when you're suffering, you could do it for a week, but how about the next week when you when you're when you're good now? When you're like, oh man. That was just a bad day. I'm good. And now you're doing the same shit over again. You see consistency is really what's going to make you because consistency shows if you really want it, you're going to do it on the days you don't want to get up. You're going to do it when no one's rooting for you. You're going to do it when no one's watching. You're going to do it when you got no money in your pocket, but you know, this dream is a real one and you know, you're going to get it. So it's all about the consistency, the five C's.
0: Boom. Oh my God. That was perfect. Music to my ears here and all that. So pretty much just kind of like a recap. You have to be self-aware with where you're at. You have to be, you know, admit that to yourself, get clear on where you need to go and then take action on that and go forward. Yep, and then
1: show consistent. up, shut up and show up.
0: Boom. I love that consistency and persistency. That's the key right there. Yep. Now, you know, you, you came down and you, you, you realized the five C's, but how was that implementation phase in the beginning? I mean, it must've been like really hard to really make those first steps in the beginning.
1: Dude, the, the consciousness and confession took me two years. So like, really? don't think, yeah, don't think like if you're really going through some, like a real change, you know, like when you're really trying to find yourself, self-discovery, because I think that's really important. I think us entrepreneurs try to say, oh, I'm, I'm, I have a strong mental, but then someone passes away or something didn't go your way or someone broke up with you. You know, s- stuff that happens where you're like, man, I'm down, man, I'm down. Then you realize, okay, I wasn't really prepared for this, and okay, I'm not that big tough guy that I thought I was, and I think a lot of people are scared to say I'm vulnerable, I'm sad, this is why. Um, so for me, it took me, you know, two years to really get to being okay with who I was, and I think it was more or less accepting, like all the bad that I did to people right and all the bad shit I did and all the people that I love and that I screwed up and all the opportunities that I had that I could have man I could have been a rock star if I stood on course but I didn't you know because I just let my my myself get get a hold of myself and with that being said I just moved forward with being honest and every time I was honest with myself it hurt it hurt it hurt because now I felt guilty Mm. um so the second year is when I really took myself to faith um, I'm not much of a religious person. I, I was a bat- baptized as a Catholic coming up. Um, and I just recently got saved as a Christian this year um, because I felt like something that I was dealing with was something more internal, not being able to forgive myself, not being able to lift that burden up. You know, everyone's looking up to you now, everyone's rooting me on, everyone's proud of what I'm doing, but me, I wasn't proud. Um, and what I did was take myself to the church. Um, I was suicidal. And I needed something. I was empty. And I took myself to Boo's church on a Sunday. And I've gone every Sunday since. And I really found my way to walking into my faith.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's another level of self-awareness right there. That's It's very hard to be that vulnerable, not just with other people, but with, with yourself. I feel like yeah, within my own experience too, I found it the hardest to be vulnerable with myself as opposed to other people. Because I can be vulnerable with other people, like help them get through a tough time. But like, Really understanding where you're at internally, and then accepting that—that's tough. So, like, yeah. to you for going through that whole journey right there.
1: Thanks, man. But you know, I think everyone could do it. It's just really yeah. pushing through to do it. How bad do you want it? And I didn't want my life that I had. I wanted to be who I was really destined to be.
0: Hundred percent. That is golden right there. And then obviously that has produced such an amazing lifestyle that you're already pushing towards. You've got the podcast, you've got all the crazy. I mean, every time I talk to you or every time I see you on Instagram, you're in a different city doing a different speech or you're going, meeting a different client in a different state. Like you're all over. It is insane. Like the, the power of speed is nuts.
1: it's crazy because I heard something today that was like, I always say proximity is power, right? Yeah. But I was listening to Roland Frazier, um, Roland Frazier is the CEO of the war room mastermind. He's okay. sold over 24 businesses, got to over a billion in sales, genius man. So if you don't know him, look him up and that's everyone listening to this. You too. Um, and I was listening to one of his podcasts and he stated proximity is power is bullshit because proximity is power yes, but if it doesn't have connection in there, there's no power. So you could get next to proximity, but if you have no credibility, you got no social proof, you got no rapport, you have no communication skills, what's proximity? Yeah, you're, you're next to power, but what you doing with it? So right. now I'm a firm believer of proximity with connection is power. You know what I mean? And for yeah. me, it's just, I've been working so hard for this. This year wasn't this great. It's just got great last let's say up two months ago um for me things started really pushing but it's really crazy how when you ask for something you get it and you get it all in once so
0: you got to be careful how you ask for it yeah you got to be very careful with what you ask the universe for 100 yeah. percent. yeah i love that that's so key i actually now you say that it makes a lot of sense because that same thing applies with you know you hear people say knowledge is power now knowledge is bullshit knowledge is it doesn't do anything unless you act on it Yep. So knowledge plus action equals power. Like you say, and like you said, uh, proximity plus connection equals power.
1: Yep. And you know what too, knowledge is power, right? Like everyone says that, yeah, that's cool. You know something, but guess what? If you don't apply the knowledge, there's no power to it. A lot of people know a lot of things, but they don't take with it. Like you said, they don't take action on it. So, you know, you shouldn't do that, but they're still going to do it anyway. So if you don't apply it, you're, you're going to lead yourself in the wrong road, wrong direction
0: hundred oh, percent. It's all about the action, honestly, because there's so many people that are just so much farther ahead than others who might know a lot more who are bigger. Like for in my instance, like I know there's a lot of people who are much more capable as an online coach or much more capable of going to an event and like speaking on a stage, which I did not expect to happen. But you yeah, know, yeah. there's people who are way more capable than that. But it's a matter of actually putting yourself out there and meeting those types of people, getting in the proximity, making those connections. That's where the you know that little bit of action, that little bit of extra helps to become extraordinary
1: exactly and you know what's right uh, right outside of your comfort zone is your calling and a Mm -hmm. lot of people they stay behind their comfort zone they're like i don't want to shake that hand oh i don't want to go to this event oh i don't want to spend that extra time doing something i'm not comfortable with well everything that i've done i have not been comfortable with i come from the call center business do telesales over the phone sales like business stuff i don't come from mindset I don't come from coaching I don't come from that but I fell in love with it and I saw that I could do something great and I ran with it because there's nothing in this world someone can't tell me I can't do you know and the only way I can't do it is if I try and most people always like they have a decision in their head before they try it how do you know if you didn't try you know you don't know what you don't know
0: so true that is so key right there you have to be willing to get outside of your comfort zone and try and like you said, like you, you didn't, you came from a business background and now you're in the mindset and coaching game, which is, I love that. I think that's amazing. What really led you to make that push to really be like, to really go full force in having your own mastermind and having your own capability to coach people on mindset?
1: Dude. Grant Cardone's ambassador group. I promise you, I promise you, like, it was just, it's not even the coaching you got in there. Cause I didn't get much coaching, right? Like they did live videos, not discrediting the coaching. Like the live videos were great. Jerry Glant, um, Grant would come on, he would have guests, they were awesome. But the thing that I loved about it was I was so depressed, man. My partner just left me. I just, uh, you know, my, my partner with Innovative, my moving business just left me. Um, my sister just out she's stealing from me. Um, I fire my floor. Like I basically had like a meltdown, like a mental freaking breakdown, dude. And all I did was go online and I went on a live video in this group. Like I don't do live videos. This is literally November, 2018, October time. I joined the ambassador group September. I joined it for a month and I wasn't like even engaging in it at all. Um, I was just looking at everybody. And then November when I was just like, Fuck it, like I need to talk to somebody because right now I'm going crazy. Like I'm going crazy. I get on a live video and like, I'm basically like telling them who I am. And I'm like, I just want to tell you my story before I tell you what has happened to me today. And I go and I tell my story. It's literally an hour and 30 minute live video. I promise you Chase, I had a thousand live people watching this. This group was packed, a thousand people watching this did it for an hour and 30 minutes. I cried, tell my story, tell what's going on. And I get off the live. And I promise you, dude, over a thousand comments over a bunch of messages, like people reaching out to me. And like that feeling right there where I'm like, yo, I have nobody. And like in minutes I had everybody, you know, like, and not of, oh man, I got people that are supporting me, but wow, I got people that genuinely like think I could be something that are genuinely like, yo, I was there. Like, man, I could relate to you. And it picked me up so much to see how many people were willing to help me out, send me referrals, get on a call to see how they could help me get to the next level. And so many people I took on that offer of talking to them, speaking to them, It put a fucking fire in me again. Cause like, now I'm like, yo, I'm in a community of people that are just like me that are going through exactly like the issues that I'm going through, but in their own season. And now I'm not alone. And that feeling right there of knowing like I'm not alone and to see the momentum I got from it, I, uh, was, a, I was awarded ambassador of the group at uh, the Grant Cardone uh, conference, a party prior to it. They, all the ambassadors came, uh, the managers of Cardone, you came, and they, they gave me an award for being ambassador like of the year, basically the one that had the biggest turnaround. Um, I got to do an interview with Grant Cardone when he asked three ambassadors come on. I got to speak with him. He asked me my experience. What has changed? So I got so much momentum from that um, that I, I loved it, and I wanted to create that for other people. Um, GroveCon, I heard Steve Harvey speak, and he spoke about purpose, and he was stating how so many of us are looking for a purpose when our purpose is right in front of us. We're looking for a purpose. We're taking on challenges, obstacles, struggles, and they're not even ours, but we think they're ours. And then when we get to the end of the road, we're like, okay, I'm here, I did it. It's my great arrival. Like, where's the party? Where's like the unicorns? Like, where's the glitter? Where's the money? Like, Where's it at? And now you're like, it's not here. And it's not here because you've been doing a path and a journey and a process that's not even yours. So when you get to the end of the purpose, you're like, "What?" What's that feeling? There's no feeling, because it wasn't even your feeling in the first place. And when he said that, I'm like, he's talking to me. Like, he's talking to me. And I have a book, it's in my room. I wish I would've pulled it out, but I literally have it. And every interview, I need to have it next to me, because I always talk about this. I wrote down impact, in theory, in power, in this, like literally like seven, eight different names. And I look at my friend Rob and I'm like, Rob, we're gonna start a mastermind community and we're gonna do everything in your penthouse cuz he 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 has a penthouse in Miami and we're Dang, we're going to okay. do, every, do everything in your penthouse we're going to get everybody to come i'm telling you this is going to be it this is it and he's like okay nani like all right like you're i'm like no rob i'm telling yeah. you yeah. we're going power um, we leave grovecon 2 weeks later come and i just closed down in power um, closed down innovative my moving company that was making me money i just closed it down cuz i was like man i'm not living my purpose I'm done with the profit, I'm burnt out, I'm mentally drained, I need something else, I need to shift. And I closed it down and I got a beta group together, 10 people, ended up turning to 20 people, ended up turning to 30 people, I coached them for 90 days. Um, and within 90 days, 30 people got a lot of results, whether it was with their business, whether it was with their job, their relationship, their health, um, I held them accountable. We came up with a growth plan and I held myself accountable to it too. So. From March 1st till literally now, I have not stopped. I was making masterminds for free every week. I was doing calls for free every week. I really wanted to make a name for myself. For, so from March till about June, July, I wasn't charging for my services. Um, within that, my car got repoed. I came to eviction notices. bill been late. Lifestyle change. But, you know, I know what I'm doing and I have such a conviction on it, dude, that like I, I'm not even worried because... This year I closed a six-figure deal, and then I got coaching clients. So, like that hard work paid off. What I did two hundred days ago is paying off now. You know,
0: hundred mm-hmm. percent. Now I think what I love about that is also, you know, you weren't worried about the short-term gratification. You were you were in for the long haul. You played the long game. That's where a lot of people they go wrong. Yeah, like go into it thinking like, okay, I got a business now. Where's the money? Uh, that's not how it works. Uh, you got to build something. You got to build a brand. Yep. Message. You got to get people to believe in it first.
1: Yep. And I think so many people forget that, right? They think they could just turn an ad on, but like, who are you when your ad's off? Like, or yeah, <laughs> where you at? Who you at? like, you know, it just doesn't make sense. And and for me, I think I I went to that phase right there where one, I was the manager, and I was a manager for five years. I thought that place was mine basically with how I treated it. And I was never an owner. So when I got to my moving company and I was a partner and having that ownership was so hard, man. Turning your hat from a manager to an owner and being so young. I did that. Where's the money at? Now I got the money. I'm I, oh, let's spend it. Or like, let's not be frugal with the expenses or, you know, having that, that mindset of being young and thinking, you know, when you don't know shit, there's nothing worse than an I knower. And the only reason why I don't like the, I know people is because I know I used to be that way. And I know that you're bullshitting, you know, I know means you don't know anything at all. And you're scared to say, you don't know. And um, as a business owner, I've messed up several times. I would say that Empower is the first business where I'm like, okay, this is how it's going. This is the structure of it. This is how I want it to be panned out. And those bad experiences are the things that help me create that. So most people are looking for the arrival. I don't care for the arrival. I'm here for the destination. I'm here for the, not the destination, the journey to the destination, because it's all about the process. The work is in the process, the lessons in the process, the experience is in the process. The joy is in the process. Cause when you get there, you always want more.
0: That's true. Never satisfied.
1: Never <laughs> always hungry. Always. <laughs>
0: That's incredible. She's, and though, so I, you kind of, you had brought up, you know, when you had heard Steve Harvey speak and you, now you've got Empower. What's the purpose? What's the vision moving forward?
1: Man, I love that you asked me that. So the purpose of real, 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 like the big goal for Empower, like my 10 year plan. Cause I, I really plan to take this business like to the next level is I want to be a servant leader. Um, I really, really truly believe that when I give, I get more. Um, And I really, truly, truly believe that if someone had a mentor or someone older was in my life when I needed it the most, a lot of things would have changed for me. So with Empower, I want to be able to create incubators. Like this is just the final goal and then I'll go into my process, but I want to be able to create incubators or youth centers for at youth risk, um, kids and teenagers. That way they can have mentorship, kind of like a boys and girls club, but an empowerment teaching you leadership, fundamentals on mindset, teaching you how to cope with depression, teaching you things that they don't show you in school, and actually having thought leaders like myself and other individuals that have gone through a hard upbringing or have, can relate to those scenarios, teaching them. So that's really my end goal is to give back and hopefully create a nonprofit or a foundation for Empower, so I could really give back how I want to. Um, I, I wanna do that now if I could, but what I do is volunteer, so.
0: Right. I love that. That's crazy. So what does that process look like? Because you said it's like a 10-year plan. Like what what's the next step then?
1: So now I've been working on getting myself out there, right? Getting more speaking gigs, creating a community. I'm really just working right now on my membership program and creating more of a noise with my brand. Um, obviously looking to be in more speaking events or creating my own events. Um I'm looking to make a book next year, to write a book next year so I could launch that. Um and then hopefully take on creating my own coaching community where I could teach other individuals how to become like a certified coach. And then just going through the pillars of making a coaching and mastermind community.
0: I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. You you mentioned like you've been, you've been all over like really trying to push that brand, like the speaking gigs and everything. Yeah. me. Tell us how that's been.
1: I was at boston um right after puerto rico which was pretty cool Sucked, I got sick because i went from the hot weather to the cold snowy yeah. weather but that was pretty awesome um it was actually even cooler because one of the individuals that i mentor um it was his event so to see him push to get this event when i know the process behind it it was awesome um the connections that he got the speakers that he got were people that i plugged them in with so like for a moment for me it was kind of like a realization when i was really there like damn like you're really helping people. And like, you're really making this happen because like, you're speaking out. one of the people that you mentors events and he wasn't doing this six months ago. So it was kind of like pretty cool to be there for him, support him and be able to speak with these people that I actually just interviewed on my podcast. So right. it was pretty dope. Um, Puerto Rico was insane. Like I couldn't even I didn't even fathom that I was going to be on stage with Ryan Steumann and Sam Bat. Oh, okay. Actually, I'm lying. I always visioned that I was going to be on stage. <laughs> but, you know, like, to really think, hey, it's going to happen, like, yeah. I-, I couldn't believe that. And when I when I spoke, that was my first time actually speaking in front of an audience, our live. And I fell in love, man. I fell in love and it made me very, very clear on my mission that I just want to be able to tell my story and impact the best I can. Um, My number one goal is to get empowered to become a movement, and for me to be the top, uh, the top paid motivational woman speaker.
0: Yeah, well, I I believe it. I believe you can do it. I mean, for your first time speaking, like that was so. It looked like you had done it a million times. So like it it was.
1: I'm good on camera, you know. Huh? (laughs) I said I'm good on camera, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Naturally. Yeah, no,
0: uh, awesome stuff. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Like speaking, it's just, it's so, it's, I don't remember anything I said, but it's infectious. Uh, I love it. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I told you, man, and you have a really good, uh, talking voice. You you sound like the number one talking, uh, talk host. I've done a couple interviews already and not to blow smoke. Like you can listen to them. I don't ever say this on any of their podcasts. I'm in really, really enjoying this right now because it's an actual conversation that's flowing. A lot of people, they don't do their research and they're not intentional with it. So I appreciate you being so intentional.
0: Oh, of course, yeah. Because I mean, like you know, a lot of people, they go into their interviews and it's like they want to ask this question, this question, this question. But like, what if there was something you know they got passionate about this one question? Like, are you just gonna cut that off and keep going? No, no. I want yeah. I want to talk to you because I mean, at the end of the day, regardless of title, this this that, we're all people. I want I want to get to know you as a person. So it's like the, I try to go through the whole dialogue and everything there.
1: Yeah, man. And I, I got to really know you in Puerto Rico, and you were you're awesome. The the jet skiing day was pretty cool
0: that thank you. <laughs> that, thank you. That was so much fun. <laughs> yeah,
1: that was, that was a good time. I definitely, that, I think the last day was probably one of my favorite days.
0: That was a good time. Yeah, it was. It was a little rough having to drive out to the other end of the island, but uh, it was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, kind of, kind of moving forward a little bit. So what, so you also, like you said, you had signed a six figure deal. Cause I know you kind of do a little bit of branding services as well. What's the, what's the process behind that? What got you into there? And what are some of those, key pillars when you go to consult with these brands?
1: So I do consulting services. Now, I don't like to open it to the public because my partner and I just ramped up our consulting business and we have two clients right now. So before we go overhead, we wanna make sure it's something we're really sticking with. Um, But we do consulting. Um, What brought me to do the consulting is like I said, I've always been a big fan of business. Um, I've always liked to come in and kind of be the innovator, You know, come up with an idea, see it come to life. Um, and I've been speaking to a lot of people. And what I'm realizing is that it's not that they have an issue on their business. It's that they don't know what to do. Uh, and my partner, KJ, uh, that's a part of empower. He's a marketer. So I figured, okay, if I could hone my consulting skills and I could utilize his marketing skills together, we could close some big deals. So we found an industry, um, that is completely dinosaur age of marketing. Um, I'm not going to say the industry because I don't want you guys to figure it out, but (laughs) (laughs) there is an industry right now that's dinosaur age um, when it comes to marketing. And we found the problem and we also found the solution, us. Um, A big key pillar that I would say is make sure that you look for a market that has a major pain point, has a major problem, and really, really hone in to find the solution of it. Also, go shake hands, network. Become an expert on what you actually are good at. The reason why is the more knowledge you have, the more valuable you become. Um, The more knowledge you have and experience with something, the more of a master you become. Uh, That means that now you can leverage the skill and you can go out to someone and say, hey, I have enough confidence to say, I could do this for your brand, do do this for your business. And If I can't do it, I'm gonna create a strategic partnership with you because I know others that can. So that's kind of what I did was leverage the relationships that I have the relationships that I built through podcasting. So if you don't have a podcast and you're listening to a podcast, you better do it. Oh, um, yeah. You write the relationships that I have going to networking events or masterminds. Um, I leverage you know, the fact that I know marketers and I know SEO people and I, I know different people that can make a team. And I've been reaching out to big businesses that need some help with their branding and letting them know, Hey, I I strategize on this side. I consult with this and I have a big team that can take care of, care of your, care of your marketplace and really help you see an increase in your revenue and an increase in your traffic.
0: Boom. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you definitely hit a really good industry. I know the industry is, but I mean like you, you hit a really good.
1: industry. Yeah, It's, you know, everyone that I have spoken to you, you probably know what it is. If you follow me, you know what it is, but you know just make sure that you look for a marketplace that right now isn't too saturated and if it is saturated who cares figure out what is a unique selling proposition what do you have that others don't i watch shark take and the profit all the time oh, yeah. and you know it's so crazy to know like now what they're speaking about and actually be like oh my god they're so right oh my god i know those percentages oh my god it makes sense <laughs> um yesterday i watched like four episodes back to back and the one thing that each of them kept saying like it kept sticking to me is like What's the problem? Like, what's the problem you're solving? What's the problem you're solving? What's the problem you're solving? If you are not solving a problem, I promise you, I promise you, you're gonna be a dancing bear in business. Meaning that your business, you cannot leave your business unless you're there. Okay, like your business is not run without you, or you're not gonna be in business for too long because people like to have their problems solved. They like to have their pain points rubbed. They like to know that there's security with you. That you, you are the person that has the answers. Everybody has a friend that's that guy, right? Like. I got a guy like that guy that knows everybody can get you everything that can help you with anything, that guy. And I really took that with my business. And I'm like, you know what? I want to be a resource. So with accountability, my accountability group, a part of me holding you accountable is if I can't help you, I have power coaches that will. So my power coaches are people that I trust that I've done business with, or that I know that are credible and I will refer them to my members or I'll refer my, my members to them. That way, they're leading in the right direction. So I like to be known as that girl. You know what I mean? The the plug, the resource. If she can't help me, I'm she's gonna hold me accountable to figuring out who can.
0: Right, absolutely. That's so powerful. That's awesome. I love the accountability aspect. That's something a lot of people need. They need the accountability because I mean, we're all capable of making something great, but you know, some of us just need a little kick in the butt. Oh. Yep. <laughs> That's perfect. I yeah, and then now you also uh, I kind of skipped over it earlier. You've got the podcast. Yeah. I love podcasting. This is so great. What, what led you to start your podcast?
1: If you really want to know, it was my community. It was my community. Honestly, I had no intent in starting a podcast. Maybe I did, you know, where you're like thinking of, oh man, I need a podcast. Like being an entrepreneur, you need everything, right? I need a podcast. I need YouTube. (laughs) I need a watch. I need that hat. Like I need that life. You need everything. And I knew I needed one, but at the time I had my moving company, right? So like didn't really need one what was i going to do talk about the moving life um so i get in power and i realized okay i got to do something different i want bigger players to come on my masterminds at the time i was just bringing in local business owners or people that i knew at a very high scale um to come in speak to the community speak to my tribe and i'm like man how can i get people that are bigger players to get on here so i start reaching out to bigger people hey can you come talk to my group and my mastermind people were sending me 2k 5k no, like this is the cost. Like, you know, like it was, it, it was something where I was asking the question wrong. And I know that Steve Sims said, it's not that you got to know, it's that you asked the wrong question. You know, you didn't ask the right question. And then I realized, okay, how are, are these people connecting with these podcasters? And I reached out to a buddy and I asked him, he showed me that all he's doing is Instagramming them. I'm like, dope, shout out to Zach Babcock. Um, I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna do this. Start reaching out. Hey, I have a I have a podcast. Didn't have a podcast. Um, hey, I have a podcast. It's top 200. I want to do a live Q and A with you, man. I started getting answers. People were like, "Okay, I'm down. All right." And then Brad Lee actually get, came on. Um, I had to bother him a couple of times. Sent him a video, and I'm like, "Man, Brad, you're not the real Bradley. You're the real bullshit Lee." You know, I said that to him, and he sends me a video back, cracking up, like cracking up, and he tells me. What Do you want? And I tell him, I want him on my podcast. <laughs> like, he goes, he goes, Awesome, let's do it. Sent me his assistant's number. Um, and yeah, from there, I started leveraging. I'm like, Oh, hey, I have Brad, Brad on my podcast. And then Ryan Stewman agreed, and then Sam Badakar. And then I just started, you know, tail wagging on their names. And I, I just started playing in their circle. A lot of people want to go get everybody, but I'm like, How can I like make this a strategic move? Let me go ahead and who, whoever's hanging out with Ryan Steumann and you hanging out with Sam. And I started realizing they all got the same friends. So I'm like, okay, I got to hit their circle. And I did that basically. And Each person just kind of flown on my podcast and it's been awesome because I do a two on one. Um, it's really for my mastermind community. They come in, my podcast isn't your typical podcast. It's me having a conversation, but it's my tribe diving in asking questions as well. So we're actually masterminding with this individual. Um, And it's in a kind of interview format interview mastermind format and then I host it as my podcast So it's really to leverage my mastermind community. Um, and now I've actually fallen in love with it So now it's because I like doing it I like building connections and it's cool to be able to be like a young napoleon hill, right? Like interviewing all these big entrepreneurs that you look up to you want to get mentored by and now you got an hour literally with them it's anything and a lot of times it's selfish questions really for me you know like dude i got 10 story in the building i'm definitely gonna ask him maybe five six personal questions for myself i I have, big, I have a big person i look up to Fuck yeah i got an hour of my time so I, I think of it that way how lucky are we to be able to be young napoleon hills and and really being able to t- take advantage of communicating and really building a relationship i think it's the best thing
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's been huge for me on the podcasting side too, is, is the networking aspect of it all. That's amazing. And I love you're you know, you're sitting here talking about the way you do podcasting. I'm sitting here like the, the gears are turning my head. I'm like, damn, that's a really good freaking idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, Not only are you providing value through a podcast, but you're also giving back to your members as well on like a, on a massive scale. Cause like, like you said, getting in front of these people that, you know, like the, the big players you've had, cause you've had a lot of big players on your podcast. That's hard to do. And then not only getting them on, but also giving other people access to that as well. I mean, that is, that's a servant leader right there.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I, I definitely, how I see it is like, dude, like if I get to have this chance to speak to this person, why would I be so damn selfish to not send my zoom link to my community and be a part of it? And you know, if they don't hop on the call, even better. If they hop on it, 10 times better you know but like i'm still winning if they're on it or if they're not because now i get this opportunity to speak to this person and whether someone's on it i know someone's going to be impacted by it when they listen to it um so that's why i say that i really appreciate that you do your research because the research makes the conversation so much better makes it that much better
0: oh yeah yeah i mean because i mean i want to know who i'm talking to because i mean i'm not going to just bring someone on to bring someone on i want to be able to know I want to make sure it's going to be a good conversation. It's somebody that, you know, I respect and I know has like a, a real good track record. Um, and yeah, so we can have like a great conversation like this where it's just, it's really diving deep because it's when you, it's when you dive really deep. That's when you find the, the golden nuggets down there. That's just golden.
1: No, definitely. I agree with that.
0: hundred percent. So, uh, what's, what's one of your, uh, so I guess your tactic for really, if this, I guess, is a little side piece of advice, like getting people on your podcast is really just, it's just making the ask really. And it's all Instagram DMs.
1: Well, yeah, it's actually all Instagram DMs. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'm really consistent with my DMs, what I'll do for you and your listeners. Um, I created an ebook that's called the podcast cheat codes, and I only gave it to my community. Um, What I did was basically come up with all my 50 questions I asked. I put it in there. I also put in how I reach out to these, uh, you know, big players and kind of walking you through, what you do, what to say, and how to get them. Uh, but one thing that I do, honestly, is uh, I'll, tell, I'll tell you is I look for, one, people that are bigger players, people that are verified because, you know, it's kind of more credibility on your end, right? But the thing is I don't go for two million, three million. It's like a numbers game. It's a sweet spot. And I'm giving you guys a sauce to so make sure you listen to this. <laughs> it is a sweet, spot. It's a sweet spot. So the numbers that I try to look for in followers when I first started out was between 50 to 100,000, why? Because not saying that everybody has bots, but nine times out of 10, if it's 50,000, they probably really got 20,000. And then out of the 20,000, they probably get 30 to 50 messages a day, right? And out of the 30 and 50 messages, they probably write back to every single one, why? Because they wanna build up their name right now, they wanna build that cloud up, right? So now you reach out to them, you like probably like the first 15 pictures. And I say 15 because now it's like, damn, who is it? Like, why am I getting so many notifications, right? You want to be all up in their face, omnipresent. You're in their hand, right? Now you have 15 notifications. Okay, cool, now you have a tag, because now I tag them on a post, and then I shoot them a DM, DM right after. Like, man, I love your content. If it's something I really do, like, yo, I love your content, love what you're doing, let's connect, I got a podcast. That simple, right? hey. Um, I saw that last post. Really resonated with it. Fire emojis. Like something that you know, something short and simple. I have my podcast. We'll love the interview on it. Let's make it happen. There's so many times where I wrote just "Let's make it happen." Let's connect. Where I got someone say, "Yeah, okay, let's do it." And I'm like, "Awesome." What's your email? Because right then and there, you got the conversation. You got to make sure you get that that lead capture because when's the next time they're going to go ahead and open it again? So when I first started, it was 50 to 100. Um, Then I started playing with the numbers a little bit, seeing how much uh, longer it took. You're definitely going to have to follow up a little bit more when it's someone in 200 to 500,000, not 200 and just 500, 200,000, 500,000, so you guys know. Um, You would have to follow up with them a little bit. So anytime I message them, if they don't answer me the same day, I go ahead and write them again the next day. I go ahead and write them again the next day. It's literally about persistency. And usually I get them by the third or fourth time they write me back a message and Boom, love to make it happen. Let's get you on my podcast with your email. You know, and you gotta be quick with it. And from there, that, that's what I've been doing. And it's all been from DMs on Instagram. And I haven't once just got someone from Facebook or LinkedIn, it's been from DMs. And I've probably gotten two people um, where I actually was like, hey, can you give me a referral or a suggestion? And they still gave me the info, but said it hit them up on DMs. They're like, go ahead and contact them on Instagram and say, I sent you. So having that name, but still, I got it on Instagram, you know?
0: Boom. The power of the DM, it's insane.
1: The power of the freaking DM, man. <laughs> if, you know, if you're not taking advantage of it, you're crazy. I got to speak to so many people. Like, I finished a book, uh, Relentless, with Tim Grover, and I've been relentlessly hitting up Tim Grover, like literally. And he writes back. He writes my back every single time and tells me, no, no every single time. No, he's busy. No, he can't do it. No, not the right time. No, no. I've gotten probably like 15 no's. And finally, um, I tagged him in his book and I was like, man, this book was amazing. Like, shout out to Tim Grover. And he writes me back and I I should not, I'll show you the message. He writes me back and his message to me was, um, love what you're doing. Thanks for commenting. Like, thanks for the feedback. Um, Keep going. And I freak out because I'm like, oh my god, should I ask him? Should I like ask him now? He wrote me back, and I'm like, you know what? No, I'm gonna just keep this relationship. So I write him back and I'm like, thank you so much, Tim. It means a lot coming from you. Like, you know, you're someone that I really look to. He writes to me and says, You're the girl that's gonna be on the monster cruise, right? That's omnipresent, baby. Like, I'm doing a cruise with um Coach Bert Bradley, Jonathan Hawkins, and a couple others. And For Tim Grover to see my damn poster and deny me on a podcast every single day but still write me that he sees what I'm doing, that's the power of the DM, baby, and Instagram. Really, if you're not taking advantage of tagging the people that you look up to, if you're not taking advantage of messaging them, liking them, really supporting them, and still contacting them so you can leverage them, I'm telling you, they're not going to go for it because they're people too. They want to know that you're not just trying to do what I was doing in the, in the beginning, just trying to get an interview, just trying to get a podcast. They want to know that you're intentional with it. Steve Sims told me I was a bad rash on his ass, and that's why he did it. He's like, you're like <laughs> a bad rash on my ass. I, I couldn't get rid of you. So, yeah, I did your podcast. But he, he loved me at the end of it. So it's been really cool. I got Coach Burke got to be on his stage because he I interviewed him. And he freaking loved me. Brad Lee loved me. He wrote me yesterday. He's going to send me over a book. So it's like – you know, these relationships is so freaking crazy to look at your phone and be like, yo, I got their numbers now from DMs to numbers.
0: Oh yeah. Huge. It's insane. Like I remember like just being in Puerto Rico, getting numbers over there. I was like, Oh my God.
1: Yeah. Like dude, like how cool was that? Like we got to sit, I got to shoot Sam Batacar a message and like, Hey, let's meet up, hung out with him at the pool all day with Chase. And that was just incredible. We got to sit there and learn from those guys all day in casual conversation. So It was kind of unreal, the power of proximity and connection.
0: Connection, man. That's where it happens. Yep. This has been incredible, Nani. Thank you so much for like just pouring everything out to our audience today. Uh, I got a couple questions. I'm really curious. What's it like, uh, you know, you're you're a mom and you're an entrepreneur. Both very, very time-consuming tasks, but like it's so fulfilling. How is it?
1: I would say this. If you can avoid having a kid right now, do it. Do it. <laughs> and, and, and I'm, I'm so serious. You know why I'm 25 years old. And as much as I love being a mother, I love my little girl. It's my favorite title, my favorite job. The part that it's like a struggle is, man, I'm so young, man. I got so much I wanted to do and I have to sacrifice so much more because I have someone watching. Now I have to go harder because I have someone watching. Now, even if I wanted to give up, I can't give up. Like, I know all of us say, man, like, we can't give up. Yeah, it's true. But you could really give up if you want. You could have a week of a bad week and just be down and, and get pick yourself up and keep going. Me, I, I can't have a bad day anymore. And I can't be sick on a day. And I can't just give up and bullshit if I wanted to. Because now I got somebody watching me, you know? And I balance it out pretty good. But there's no balance in being a parent and an entrepreneur. It's just about being 100% wherever you're at in that moment where your feet are is where your head's at and if that's not how it is then you're living your life wrong and being a a mother has been my strongest title my hardest title but if you want the honest truth like that's just who i am I'm, I'm being honest. If you're 24, 25 years old right now, you want to be an entrepreneur. Hold the fuck back from having a kid. Even hold the fuck back from getting married right now. You know why? Because it's so much about me right now. Like Just like it is about you. Like It's so much about me, my mission, what I have to do to become this big legacy, what I have to do to ignite this movement. Because at the end of the day, yes, collaboration equals multiplication. But until you get the foundations right, there can't be no collaboration. There can't be any distractions. There can't be nothing but honing in tunnel vision until you see that light honing in tunnel vision until you know it's working and right now i'm grateful i have my dad that helped me i'm grateful that uh, Nam- i have namaste my ex-girlfriend that's n- like namaste's mother um, that helps uh, that helps me with namaste so i'm grateful for the community i got but it's a very fucking hard task it's really hard to balance it out and to not be on my phone and not to be working and to have my little girl and make sure I have time with her and be when I'm with her to be off my phone. So it's something that I work very hard on every single day, but it's, it's a hard job, man. It's not easy. And I'm very fulfilled doing it.
0: Yeah. I mean, if, if, if there's any, like, like you said, you're fulfilled. I mean, you've got to, I mean, that's amazing. You've got someone to look after like that. Like, that's pretty cool. But also like, you know, like you said, you had to grow up real fast and now you have a lot of responsibility, but I think that's, huge when it comes to you know being an entrepreneur is that once you realize once you become someone who realizes that you need to take responsibility for everything in your life that's when life just happens so fast and that's when the escalation starts is when you really yeah. take on that responsibility so having you know i like you know having a kid so young i feel like that's an you know in, in a way has been an asset for you because now you've learned that lesson of responsibility like so much sooner than more most people like 25 Maybe, maybe they just got out of grad school and maybe they're maybe unemployed or working, you know, Oh, I've got this small little part-time job, but not like, no, you're getting shit done. Yeah. And that's something that's so powerful. I've seen within like the, the older kind of entrepreneurs and business owners that have been doing it for years and years and years, you've got something that they've got.
1: Yeah. Thank you, man. I really appreciate that. And no, it, it's definitely true. You know, I had her when I was 18, just turned 19 the next month. Like I was a baby raising a baby and my little girl has been, my biggest pride and joy, and I'm so freaking proud of her every single day. And she's like me, she's a little leader, you know, she mocks what I do and she, she looks up to me and she looks just like me. So it makes me have an extra push and it really gave me something to live
0: for. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh man. That is amazing. Seth Nani. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I've got one last question. Yep. Say you were the one conducting this interview, right? Like you've done multiple times before, but you're interviewing you. What would you oh. ask?
1: Man, I'm interviewing you. That was a really good question. I've never been asked that before. Wow. All right. So it's me conducting the interview. What's up, guys? It's Nani coming to you live. All right. Um, And I had to ask a question to myself. I guess the question would be, wow. I'm actually stumped on this one. What would it be? Can I have some examples? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs>
0: Well, I got this from our boy, Josh York.
1: <laughs> yeah. <man. laughs> That's what he asked on his show. Yeah. What a good fucking question, Josh. Shout out to you, man. Yeah. He, got, he actually yeah. got Trent, He got me Trent Shelton. We did a trade for trade.
0: Oh, for real. Wow! wow. Shout oh, out to
1: him. Um, man, let me think. That's actually really good. It has me stumped. I would think I would ask something more like, how about this? I'm twisting it up i would be hosting it at like the age of like 40 talking to young me okay that's how i would do it and i would ask myself what was the number like do you feel still like you served how you were supposed to serve like do you feel like you led up to the leadership skills that you were supposed to lead up to did you leave all your old ways uh, alone um and i want to be able to answer that question and really be able to be fulfilled when I answer that and know that there's no hiding it there's no no lies behind it there's a hundred percent yes I've been a world shaker yes I've been a leader okay. yes I've stuck I stood committed to what I said I was going to be and that looking at that 40 50 year old me I'm like oh you look great I'm excited <laughs> to be here. I live a good life that's a,
0: that's that's an interesting answer I haven't gotten that one yet I, I think I like that it's a good. Perfect. Awesome. Nani, again, thank you so much for being on the show. If anybody wants to reach out to you in any way possible, like how can they go about doing so?
1: Make sure you guys go ahead and do four different things. Okay. And that's this subscribe to this show because so. it's awesome. Chase is doing a great thing, bringing in world shakers, bringing in entrepreneurs, bringing in health specialists. to Make sure you stay on track. So make sure you subscribe. And then after you subscribe, make sure you go ahead and follow me at Azo Nani. On Instagram, that's A Z O N A N I. Then go ahead and follow me at In Power Tribe, at In Power Tribe, I N Power. Um, and then go ahead and be a part of the community. Listen to the Power Talk if you want to. If not, go ahead and download the ebook, the podcast cheat codes. Enjoy and keep listening and leave a review on here, man. And give us your feedback because I thought this was an awesome show. I think we did freaking great. I think we were awesome. So,
0: oh, yeah, this definitely an awesome. awesome episode. Thanks so much.
1: <laughs> we were both great. So, thank you, Chase. Shout out to you, man.
0: Shout out to you, Nani. Thank you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Let's go and let's grow.
0: Let's go. Let's go. On, disrupt the band. Let's go. Let's Awesome. Nani, thank you so much again for being on the show. And everybody, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Young Healthy Wealthy Show. Until next time, stay healthy, get wealthy thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the young healthy and wealthy show my name is chase henderfit i am your host and if you have any questions at all feel free to dm me on instagram at chase underscore henderfit and i have one favor to ask please just share this episode with one person you never know who it could help impact and if you share it on your instagram story i'll repost it online so until next time stay healthy get wealthy